0: Hey, y'all. Welcome to Latte & Laundry. I'm Suzanne Billadou, and I am so honored to be with you here as we navigate motherhood, wifehood, sisterhood, and everything in between. This is a podcast for my fellow imperfect people who want to grow in greater communion with our most perfect God. So join me and my friends as we laugh, cry, dive deep, and explore with one another as we journey towards stilling our souls while moving our world. Hey friends, welcome back. Um, This evening that I'm recording is actually the night before Thanksgiving. We had a busy day today. I don't know, it's one of those things I always laugh with my girlfriends of, okay, I cook and I prepare for Thanksgiving and I cook all day. Like even um, my family, um, one of the traditions we put into place is to make homemade cinnamon rolls uh, for Thanksgiving morning, which seems kind of counterintuitive. Um, If you were going to be eating a bunch of unhealthy things for yourself, why would you start the day off with something like cinnamon rolls? <laughs> I just say, hey, it's just a good way to stretch out our bellies before we eat Thanksgiving later in the day. Um, but really it's a tradition we started and my kids get really excited making them with me the day before. So we spent a lot of time making those today and prepping a bunch of the stuff for Thanksgiving, the sweet potato casserole, the green bean casserole, some of the yummy jams and, and breads, et cetera. Um, I always forget on the, on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving that, oh wait, I still actually have to cook a meal for the family for today. You spend all day cooking for another day. (laughs) Um, I am so looking forward to, to, um, the holiday and just this time with family and just this time of year, honestly, is my favorite, my all time favorite time of the year, from November till early January. Even though I am not a big cold person getting out in the snow and the cold weather, I just love an excuse for a jolly, um, delightful disposition. And when you can play Christmas music on in the background at all times, you can't help but have a giggle or a smile on your face. And it just brings a lot of peace and joy in our home. So anyways, I am... Finally, getting back on here, I'm so excited to record, and I wanted to talk to you guys about something today that has been really necessary for my own heart lately, and it's this idea of um, perseverance. So um, our Bible verse for this week is Luke 21, 19, that says, By your perseverance, you will secure your lives. And I think a lot of times one of the struggles in motherhood especially is that you don't always see the fruit of all of your hard work. You might find yourself repeating some of the same things over and over and over and over again. Please put your shoes away when you walk in the door. Please put your shoes away when you walk in the door. Please put your shoes away when you walk in the door. And to the point where sometimes it can lead us to feeling this really overwhelming sense of the lack of respect people have for our voice and what matters to us. And we can get really caught up in this indignant attitude of nobody cares, nobody listens. Why do I even bother? right? And and, some, and often it doesn't even refer to things as simple as remember to put your shoes away, but don't do this without asking. Please don't hit your brother. Don't yell in our home. Things that can be even more like tiring and exhausting to repeat and repeat and repeat. And a lot of times it can feel like we're doing all of that hard work in vain. We don't see the attitudes shifting. We don't see when we're down in the weeds, the people growing in virtue and um love we get in this place often where we can be so down and out and kind of feeling like we do all this laborious work this heart work this physical work this emotional spiritual work and it feels like it can be all a waste because we don't see any fruit coming from all of our hard work right like the house continues to get messy clothes continue to get stained children continue to fight or um have poor attitudes about things or don't want to listen and so we can feel like throwing in the towel but this my friends is just a um a little talk for both my heart and yours about this need for perseverance especially in motherhood we know it all too well where this world tells us to throw in your towel whenever things get too hard right the the rate of divorce is to an all-time high where if it doesn't feel good if it's causing you too much work just throw in the towel and I think I see it more often than not unfortunately where the same attitude holds true for motherhood and fatherhood right and um, you could have spent all so many years slaving away for you at the end of the day whether your kids are toddlers or maybe in their 20s or 30s deciding that you no longer want to serve and be selfless and it's time to take care of you so you quit taking care of and loving on those whom god placed in your path and it can lead to a lot of destruction within the home marriages that get divorced after 30 or 40 years parents who abandon their children in their later years of life And as I, my own story, my own journey with my own family of origin, my heart really felt heavy with this idea of a lack of perseverance because no matter what your family looked like, for the most part, whether you have the most loving parents or your parents struggle to live and enter into the vocation that God had um, given them, regardless of how well they loved, your parents, my parents, for the most part, I would say a majority of all parents... Do so much hard, laborious work for us on a day to day as we grew up. These parents who woke up in the middle of the night with a crying baby, who slaved over hours of dishes and diapers who prepped meals when they were way too exhausted to prep meals, who drove kids around from sport activity or friend activity. And maybe your parents weren't that involved. Maybe they didn't even drive you around like some people I know, and, they, and you had the sense and feeling that you were a burden and you had to take care of a lot of things on your own. But in your youngest years, even if they didn't do it with a selfless heart, they did so much hard work you know if you are a mother or a father now you know how much work it takes merely to keep your child alive to keep them from harm's way to keep them in safety to feed them every day to help them get sleep at night um, it's just it takes an enormous amount of work so it breaks my heart when I see all this even in my own family of origin when you see all this and all that hard work for it to be thrown away in later years of life when the parents or whomever decides that it's time to take care of me and that same pouring out is not done for the love of child and now yes you're not going to (laughs) be wiping um or changing diapers or waking up in the middle of the night to feed your child anymore but whether your child is five or your child is 30 they will forever be your child And so it's really important for us, especially those of us that are still in these younger years of motherhood to understand the importance of perseverance. Like our opening Bible verse said uh, in Luke, that by your perseverance, you will secure your lives. And I think um, it's so important when we're in the weeds of motherhood and we don't see things changing that we realize it's often like growing. When you are in the trenches with your children, and you're watching them on the day to day, you might not recognize that they have grown. You might not recognize that they have grown in inches or maturity. And sometimes it often takes a stranger outside of your family of origin or a loved one that hasn't seen them in a while to go, well, Wow, you sprouted, or Oh my goodness, they have matured in this way or that way. I think this—it's really important for us to realize that when we're so close to it, it's so often hard to see all the fruit that is coming from all of our hard work and our labor to love these people, right? And I know it for my own sake—I think I've talked about it on here before—that it's been a real hard transition with um, having our sixth born, which you would not expect because you'd think, okay, after three, four, five, you're you're on this train of busy, crazy, big family life. But I'll be honest um, with how intense her colic was, having my sixth born while homeschooling my five other kids was quite a bit of a rude awakening. It was in such a beautiful, so hard, but such a beautiful way in which God wanted to reveal so many more of my um, my ways of control that he wanted to rip from me in ways that I needed to grow in selfless love in the lack of needing to always have my plans and my ways in, in line, but instead just tend to what he had lying out in front of me, which was to tend to and care for the sweet little soul that was having such a hard time adjusting to life outside of the womb. And um, one of the things that was really hard for me during this time was how much I know I definitely talked about this in another episode with regards to letting them cry, but how it killed me that I wasn't connecting on a day-to-day in the same way with my other five children as I had prior to her birth because it was requiring so much of me to just spend time with her and to love on her. And it was really hard in that moment for me to have full trust that if this is what God put in my Pathway that he was going to take care of the rest. And that doesn't mean that he was going to come into my house and <laughs> feed my children and teach them and all things as such, but that he would fill in the gaps that were the most important places at this time. And one of the things I missed a lot during this time was the read alouds. If you know me at all, you know how much I treasure read aloud time with my kids. This is one of the reasons why we do a lot of family learning with homeschooling. We learn a lot of our subjects around the kitchen table, history, science, religion. And then they all do their own math and language arts individually with me or on their own. But we do a lot of our um, other subjects as a family because I love to read aloud. And then on top of that... And, and another time of the day, whether it be a snack time or an afternoon tea time, I, I read aloud a chapter book. I'm constantly wanting to read new chapter books, which can be quite difficult with a bunch of kids. But we've learned how to kind of manage that and make it a beautiful thing within our home. But with a colic six born, a lot of my read aloud time had had to go on, be put on pause. And that has been a hard transition for my soul. And I think my heart was hurting during this time of feeling like oh, my kids are not getting the connection they need with me. We're not doing these read alouds. And I really feared that a lot of my hard work was being lost in this extremely trying season. And then one day our Lord revealed a, a scene in front of my eyes that blessed my heart so much and i was feeling sad and and overwhelmed by the fact that the baby was having a hard afternoon and at this point she's past her colic ages her age too typical college age she was probably like i don't know she's almost 8 months now so 5 or 6 months and i um couldn't find the kids i had sent them all outside cuz the house was chaos and i needed to get her down for a nap and the house was too loud so i sent the other kids outside And when I came down from putting her down for a nap, nap, I expected to stumble upon the kids pitter-pattering around the house. Maybe some kids would be getting along and adventuring. Maybe some kids would be fighting. I'd probably have to step in and discipline or do something. Instead, I found my oldest daughter at the time. She was 12. She's now 13. Sitting in a chair and had put out a blanket with some toys and snacks for the kids, other kids. And I saw her with the a very long version, almost like a chapter book version of, of um, of the Velveteen Rabbit, and she was reading to them, and they were all laying on their bellies in the sunshine, listening to her read, and my heart almost skipped a beat because I was overwhelmed with this realization that all my hard work, all this trust and. And perseverance was not in vain. What I saw before me unfolding was the fruit of my trust and my love for them and my trust in God um, coming to fruition in front of me. And it often is so hard. We don't always see these moments. We just see, we focus in on the failures of the things our kids are not learning and not finally <laughs> getting better at or ourselves where we keep falling down and not getting back up and we beat up ourselves in this lack of ability this lack of perfection the constant failings and and weaknesses of our own souls and we can get really discouraged but perseverance is so critical for the human soul especially the one that is seeking god right and often it is through um Perseverance through the difficulty, with our hearts that can pick ourselves back up after falling and turn our hearts back to God—that is the make-or-break decision, um, and where our hearts and our lives turn. If you think about Judas and Peter, they have very similar stories where they both loved our Lord, and we don't know the intimate details of their relationship, but they both followed Him, gave up their lives to follow him and love them and then they both made some pretty terrible choices judas which betrayed our lord by turning him in for money and peter who openly denied jesus three times now through the lack of their perseverance and of their lack of persevering in faith and trust in god himself the god who is all merciful and forgiving the god who is never leaves their sides judas in one place, was consumed by his own guilt and his shame, lacked the perseverance to trust in God's mercy and love, lacked the perseverance to receive God's forgiveness, and ended up dying. Where Peter, who similarly betrayed our Lord through his denial of him, ultimately, through his perseverance of faith, his perseverance of prayer and his perseverance of God's merciful and forgiving heart he became our first pope who was then martyred himself for the love of Christ this my friends should be a very important lesson to us and one woman that i love to constantly turn in when, turn to when i feel discouraged or um, incapable or um, wanting to give up in prayer or just in ways of my motherhood is one of the most profound mothers herself, Saint Monica, who actually, I recently found out, is the patron saint of perseverance and patience. And this makes sense. I've talked talked about her probably many times on here before. But this mother who watched her wayward son who was living a life completely opposite of that in which God is calling us to live, who was living a very sinful life, followed her son around with such a fervor and intense prayer for his soul for 16 years. Who would have ever guessed that St. Augustine would become a doctor of the church if you had known what his life looked like prior to him converting and falling head over heels in love with Christ? Now, St. Monica could have given up her prayers for for, for um, her son, What would our church look like today if St. Augustine had never become a doctor? What would it look like if St. Monica had not persevered and had given up after 15 years of prayer or 10 years of prayer? What would we be living with today? She is the perfect role model and example to us of pure and utter love. Perseverance as it relates to prayer and in motherhood. My friends, what you're doing on the day to day is not in vain. And yet, it can often so, so badly feel like that, especially if you're in the trenches of getting no um, affirmation no words of gratitude from the little souls that you work so hard from. Your days can run into each other where you can run into a day where you don't even know what day of the week it is anymore because what feels like the mundane work of the constant caring for these little souls is actually one of the most profound things that our God has ever ordained in this life, which is the caring for and loving His little sheep. His little vulnerable sheep who look to us to be his, the first encounter they have with the love of Christ. And it may not feel like that when you have kids melting on the floor. It may not feel like that when you have kids fighting with each other. But we must persevere in love. And I say that again, we must persevere in love. And I will repeat that idea, too, of it being in love. And this, my friends, is something I fail at constantly. And I'm running to the confessional all the time about this idea of doing it in love. Don't let it be done in vain where you have a harshness, a bitterness, a burden self about your way in which you help raise up these souls. Because if you do it with this anger and righteousness, you will still do all the hard work, and yet the hearts and souls in whom you have been called to help form will be living at a distance, not in connection with you, and possibly not in connection with our Lord. So instead, let us be called to living and loving in a gentleness, persevering to picking ourselves up, dusting ourselves off when we fall, when we lose our temper when we um, are short with our children, or when we simply are too lazy to mother, too exhausted, I won't say lazy, that's not the right word, too exhausted to mother today, but to pick ourselves up in perseverance for the love of our children and most importantly, for the love of God. And then we will slowly, my friends, we will slowly begin to see the fruit of it in our lives and in our children's lives, even in the midst of it, we can't see it on the day to day. And speaking of persevering in the spiritual life, in prayer, in our relationship with God, um, I want to read this quote from this book I've mentioned before called The Impact of God, which is so beautiful. And it says, darkness may result from my state of mind or my health. I've been unwell. Work is difficult. These people are excluding me. I'm just feeling down. On top of all this, prayer feels impossible. If so, this can be turned to blessing. I may now choose to be with God. Choose it, even though I'm receiving no feedback and my heart is like lead. John of the Cross holds that this naked choice for God is most precious to God. The perseverance works like sandpaper, smoothing out a space which God will not fail to fill. (sighs) So big. And you guys know my word of the year is empty. And so I am quite in tune with anything that is making a space, empty me out for which God is planning to come in and fill. And perseverance is one of the most beautiful ways in which we can do that. And C.S. Lewis even comments on this fact that um, God is just a good God. He is very aware of our circumstances, especially for those of us that find ourselves falling over and over and over again and sometimes these places of falling and failing come from our own wounds our own lies we've told ourselves our own ways in which our belief systems have been formed to to have some disorders and some brokenness that we need that needs healing intended to and c.s lewis has this great quote where he said god knows our situation he will not judge us as if we had no difficulties to overcome what matters is the sincerity and perseverance of our will to overcome them that means my friends that even if we continue to fall over and over again and we're going to the confessional with the same thing we're asking for forgiveness for the same loss of temper with our children or the same impatience with our spouse that it is through this choice of perseverance that will form us into the saints God is calling us to be And we must be careful because like this quote I read, which says, how many souls have fervently begun the ascent of the Mount of Perfection, but discouraged by their continual falls have stopped halfway up or even turned back because they lacked the courage to begin anew every day and every moment. That, my friends, is Peter versus Judas. Judas who turned down the mountain and Peter who continued to persevere. But the quote continues to go on and say, But to have the courage to persevere in the struggle, especially when we fall repeatedly, either as a result of our imperfection and frailty, or because God permits it in order to humble us more, we must join to humility in an immense confidence in the divine help. Having experienced our own misery, we know that we cannot rise relying on our own strength but that there still remains to us a much more powerful resource which is trust in the help of God we shall find the strength to keep beginning again precisely in trust God alone gives us this strength and he will give it in the measure of our confidence the more we have in the more trust we have in him the stronger we shall be And I think this is just such an important reminder to all of us that in order to persevere, we must continue to grow in confidence in an unwavering trust in God and his goodness that will allow us to persevere through the heart that will allow us to understand that sometimes it is tr- it is precisely in these places that the sandpaper is perfecting us right it's not so much falling that's really like the evil and the wrongdoing but rather it's the, the um, inability to pick ourselves back up again the inability and the failure to rise once again. As we saw in the big difference between Judas and Peter, Judas goes down in history, unfortunately, with such a sad and tragic ending. Whereas Peter has a complete opposite story. And we all know (laughs) Peter was not perfect. He questioned God. He started to walk on water and then lacked in his trust and he began to sink. He told Jesus he could not and should not die. And Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Peter was not perfect, but his perseverance and his love of God and his ability to receive God's mercy and forgiveness made him the great saint that he is today. So, my friends, um, I just would love to close us in prayer and invite all of us to walk forward this week in greater perseverance and trust in our good God. So let me pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, I ask that you um, look over all of our hearts, our weary and exhausted hearts. Give us the grace to be reminded of your goodness, that you are the perfect Father, that you have so beautifully told us that you are and have shown up in so many ways. Remind us of these places in which you've touched our hearts and our lives, that we continue to have the strength and the trust to persevere in the difficult. Let us no longer be tempted to throw in the white flag that all of our hard work may be done in vain, but instead to move forward with the strength that you tell us in Philippians 4 13 we shall have I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me and in this Lord I ask that you give us the grace to do and to move forward with the perseverance that we all so need in order to glorify you and to draw all the hearts and minds that are in our lives closer to you I ask this in Jesus name amen In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Can't wait to catch up with all you guys next week. And by the time you hear this, you have already enjoyed your Thanksgiving. So I hope you all had a blessed holiday. God bless.